Welcome to Build a Drone Reviewer Podcast, Episode 47, Rotor Talk Live, Hubson Zeno 2 and Autel Evo 2 Delays. Got that coming up next. The other night, Marcus Crawford, Ron Braun, and I hosted Rotor Talk Live. We discussed the Hubson Zeno 2 shipping delay. We took a look at the latest flight videos. We went over the Autel Evo 2 official delay and gave our analysis on what we think the reasons may be behind it. So without any further ado, let's roll that clip in its entirety. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Rotor Talk Live, Season 3, Episode 4, Hubson Zeno 2 and Autel Evo 2 shipping delays. Mr. Marcus Crawford, how are you this evening? Pretty darn good, Bill. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good. We had we had some good weather today. It was it, it ended up being up, um, 70 degrees here, sunny, perfect day to go out and fly. Of course, I was doing my due diligence by uh, taking care of Publix IT today. That was that that was my mission. So, uh, Mr. Ron Brown, how are you? How 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 is the how are you? And how's the weather in in Margate, in New Jersey? Well, I'm doing pretty uh, well, Bill, but it was a bad day to fly here in uh, in Margate. Uh -oh. uh, uh, cold and, and uh, windy was too bad of a thing. And, of course, right now you couldn't fly anyways. As of 5.15 today, there's a no-fly, uh, a, a TFR. Oh, that's right. Cause President Jersey because uh, President Trump is speaking at Wildwood uh, tonight. So it's, it was a 5.15 was the uh, TFR was in effect. And, uh, being in fact until about midnight tonight so it would be an extremely bad time to fly right now bill yes that would not be a good time to fly you were you were you were very correct with that we got a jam-packed show tonight i mean it's we're, we're we're filled up to the gills but a couple of things first and, and i wanted to do this and i didn't want to be remiss without this you know um uh the kobe bryant tragedy is is weighing on a lot of people's minds um you know it's it's just absolutely just um, incredibly sad. Um, so uh, for him, for his daughter and the others who perished, we're going to have a moment of silence for them right now. Okay. Um, the other thing that I wanted to say was this. Um, I'd also be remiss in not saying that on this date in 1986, we lost Challenger. And um, that was just one of the great tragedies in the American space program. And uh, really, really just made our eye open to um, how brave that these souls are that step on board that shuttle. So, again, let's have a moment of silence for the crew and families of the Challenger. Okay. Thank you. For hey, all Bill. That. Yes, so, sir. So both of those situations, you're going to remember where you were at the time you, you heard that news. I'll never forget the Challenger disaster. Uh, I was driving a milk truck in uh, Oregon. I was delivering to a little, uh, I was delivering ice cream mix and dairy products to a little drive-in and they had it on their radio and he had a little TV up above uh, and we turned it on and uh, I just remember the disbelief. Oh yeah, I was at work. I was at Nationwide Insurance and we had had um, the weather, it, it was like, minus 20 outside Fahrenheit. It, it was super cold that day. And, um, you know, the reports started coming in. And next thing I know, um, 
I looked out front of the building and the flags were at half staff. And I was just like, wow, it just, it just jaw dropping is, is what it was. It, it was absolutely jaw dropping. Um, also in line too, you know, with the Kobe Bryant tragedy, um, you know, I did read today that the FAA has issued a NOTAM for the area where the helicopter accident was. It seems a lot of individuals were taking drones up to try to film and photograph the area. Um, so that's in effect, I believe, until Sunday. Uh, so the National Transportation Safety Board can, can um, you know, fully investigate this. And, um, you know, I'm sorry, I'm going to call it like it is. There were some real boneheads that did that, okay? Just absolute total boneheads. You know, this is, this is, this is a very serious matter, a very serious issue. And um, I'm just, that, that's, that's, just going to leave it at that. All right. We're going to talk about some good things here, okay? And first we're going to talk about, well, we're going to talk about the Zeno 2, all right? That's something that is near and dear to a lot of our hearts here. The Zeno 2 right? is a good thing, Bill. Yes, it is a good thing. It, it is a very good thing. Does anybody no. have a pre-order on that Zeno 2? I don't know. I don't a couple know. of people. A couple of people did. Now, one of the things that I had been seeing all along, and I'm going to welcome some people in the chat here. Um, DeMarco's here tonight. Larry Boggs, John of Drones, Saigon 98 Drone Fix. Stephen Ewing, Lauren's in the house. Thank you guys for showing up. Appreciate that. Okay. Now, one of the, now you probably saw, and we're going to be talking about the Evo 2 here in a little bit. Now, one of the comments I have been getting, not only on, my, on the Evo 2, but also on my um, Zeno 2 Facebook group, is the reason for the delay is the coronavirus. Okay. So, well, you know, first of all, let me say this. Okay. Um, there was, uh, and we're going to get into reasons for this delay here. Okay. I'm going to share something with everybody. Okay. Now this was from a subscriber of mine, um, from the UK who is currently over in Shenzhen, China. Okay. Um, let's go ahead and get this up on the board here. Okay. And he says, I'm in China at the moment. Part shipping shouldn't be a problem. Holidays are extended by three more days. Shenzhen, Guodong, that's the province, where most of the electronics like this are shipped from is running as normal. And you can see I, I thanked him very much for the update. So I wanted to get this out and in front of everybody to let you know, okay, you know, I'm not going to make, make, a, make a statement here about media, but you need to be careful, you know, what you hear, okay, you know you know, be, be, do, do you listen with discerning ears as far, as far as that's concerned. That's, that's all I'm going to say on that. Okay. Now we're going to go ahead. We're going to, we're going to take a, take a dive into the, um, into the Zeno too. Now, Ron and Marcus, you guys both got the infamous email from GearBest, correct? We did. Yeah. Okay. Now, you know, this email basically, you know, it, it's, it's like, you know, what are you guys' takes on the email? First well, of all, number Let's... one, the email was a generic email. Like when when I when my Skydio drone was late, at least they would put my name in it. This just said the the Gearbest one just said dear customer, so it was more of a forum email than 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 the personal one you got from well, you know, at least Skydio put your name on it, um, you know, and uh, it was welcome. You know, I mean, if any communication is welcome, especially when. Uh, Gear Gearbest told me through a, a direct message on 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 YouTube that they would be shipping on January first, and since then we I, we had no 
further updates that uh, issues have happened. Like, uh, again, um, everything I'm saying here is rumor, stuff I've read on the internet. None of this has been, anything I'm going to say has been verified any place. But, um, you know, that the initial ship, I think they were supposed to get 1,250 exclusive Z2s to sell first um, from Hubson. And I think the initial shipment was only like about 120. And of course, they're still scrambling to fill the rest of the orders. And um, the bad thing about that is, even though it was supposed to be a gear best exclusive, some units slipped out the back door to small sellers like on Alibaba, who Blue Sky in Canada got his from. So it's not as exclusive as we thought it was going to be. So there's been, and again, none of this could be blamed on gear best because they can't control what Hubson's doing behind the scenes. But they should at least communicate some of this. And I realize they can't throw their partners, Hobson, under the bus, but at least they could come up with some kind of generic wording saying we're having supplier issues. Um, your drones are going to become later than they should. And the thing that really is the rubble in this whole thing is that they took the full amount of the drone as a pre-order price. They didn't take $20 down. They didn't take $100 down. They took the full $399 plus shipping down. So that money's been sitting maybe in the account drawing interest or whatever, you know, this whole time. And uh, anyhow, it, it's all about communication. Marcus, I'm going to throw it over to you. What do you have to say about this? Well, Ron, you covered just about everything. The other thing that I will add to that is uh, the fact that I'm willing to bet that it's a Hubson issue more than a GearBest issue. And what I'll say is if Hubson found some kind of an issue with the drone, just, just like what we, uh, the, the email that Autel sent out. We, we don't know that, but I'm just purely speculating here. Uh, or just plain production issues. Uh, you know, I spent a career involved in, in manufacturing and I understand uh, what, can, what can happen with production issues. So clearly something happened and I'm willing to bet that they just didn't get all the drones to GearBest when, when GearBest thought they were going to get them. Secondly, if I was a betting man, Ron, I'd bet that your and my and Bill's uh, Xeno 2s are still sitting in parts bins, not even assembled in a, in a Hubson factory someplace. Maybe not even in a parts bin, maybe waiting for a supplier to supply Hubson with a part so that they can put them together. Uh, if I get the thing, uh, you know, by March, I'll be happy as a clam. Uh, you know, we've had, uh, I've had worse experiences. We talked about this a little bit last night on Xeno Nation, that Femi X8, Ron, that you're flying right now, uh, I ordered it, in this, it ordered it in December and I, I got it on my front door in May. So, uh, you know, it, it, uh, yeah. it's just part of the, it seems to be, Part of the thing with those smaller Chinese drone manufacturers. Back to you, Bill. Thank you, Marcus and Ron. And you know what? I, and, and I concur. I think this was more Hubson's responsibility than GearBest's responsibility. Um, I think Hubson, Hubson was over, over opt, overly optimistic at what they could get out. And, you know, GearBest is kind of left holding the bag and saying, you know, eh, you know, well, you know, we were, you know, we're the exclusive pre-order and they're going back to Hubson and saying, well, you guys said you were going to give us X and then you only give us 120, you know, so what's the deal here? You know, so they have to kind of scramble in, in everything. And, 
you know, and it looks awkward for GearBest because, you know, they're supposedly they're the official, you know, retailer, quote unquote, or, or you know, provider uh, of the of the Zeno 2 here for Hubson. And, you know, it looks it looks bad for not only GearBest, but, you know, really, if you want to come down to it, and I think you guys kind of nailed it, you know, it's more Hubson's responsibility, I think. Than GearBest's responsibility as, as far as that's concerned. So, right, but, but uh, I, I I totally agree with you. And but the thing is, how many how many Hubson Zenos got out the back door from Hubson? These small sellers on Isle Balby that should have been part of the twelve hundred and fifty or the GearBest, and that is probably the most disturbing part. I mean, maybe only a couple got out, but we don't know that. Maybe hundreds got out the back door. Um, so yeah, that's that's true, and you know. One of the things that, you know, and, and this is very interesting, you know, if you look at all the unboxing videos, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about that in a second here. If you look at all of them, all these ones that we saw unboxing videos from had a case with it, okay? Right. Um, they weren't just the, the Xeno 2 itself, the controller and a battery. It was, you know, all these ones, you know, when they were doing the unboxing came out of the case, which I thought was real interesting, okay? Um, as, as far as far as that's a case and an extra battery and in a case and an extra battery. So, and maybe, maybe if, if, um, GearBest was being nice to us, they might send us that extra battery in that case, because remember I did ask, <laughs> you know, if you don't ask, you don't get, so that's, that's my motto. So right, I went right. out there and we did that. Okay. Hey, Bill, before you, before you jump off the subject, I would just want to close with one thing. I want to ask okay. you a question. Okay, on, on the whole pre-order thing, we've been through pre-orders with a couple drones now, and a couple of them have been burned. What, in your in your opinion, this is totally opinion, what is an acceptable amount of time for a pre-order from payment or down payment to receive the drone? This is, I mean, this is totally opinion. Okay, are you talking, um, are you talking a major manufacturer or are you talking like GearBest? Well, I'm kind of, I'm kind of uh, throwing everybody in one thing, but if you want to split them up, that's fine. But okay. I was thinking just in general. Okay, in general. Okay, let, let's. Um, let, let me let me let me split this up. Okay? okay. Now, if we're looking at at a at a what I'll call a larger retailer, and let's use DJI as an example. Um, you know, my thinking is this: is you know. And I'll go by this. When I ordered the Mavic 2 on launch day, when it was launched, I got it less than a week later, six days. It was at my doorstep. Okay. But that wasn't a pre-order, right? That was a straight-up buy. That was a straight-up buy. buy. Yeah, now, yeah. now, for mostly, okay. Now, Has DJI ever done a pre-order? Um, we could probably call the Mavic Mini a pre-order because they weren't actually available until November 11th. We I ordered agree on, with that. Of course, so, they didn't call it a pre-order, but yeah, it kind of yeah. was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, we, we it, didn't know it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we didn't know it, but it was, yeah. and then we ended up getting it on the 11th. So you know that that's reasonable. Okay, that that kind of that kind of that's I'll call reasonable. Now for pre-ordering, let's say from GearBest or BangGood or or one one of these guys here. Okay, um, you have to take so much into account. Okay, it's not like ordering from say Autel or Parrot or DJI or even Unique. I'm gonna even go with them, okay? Or, or, or from Amazon, from a or from Amazon, like Amazon. Okay, yeah. okay, you know, doing a pre-order with them, okay? I would think, number one, there needs to be an expectation, okay? Because what GearBest said and what actually was were two different things. I know Ron has talked about that. You've talked about it and so have I, okay? 
you know, what they told us initially, I think they, I think they mentioned January 1st. Okay. Well, again, they, 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 I, I respond to one of their videos they put on YouTube, a promotional video. I asked them when they would ship and some, and, and this is whatever their social media person said directly to me, it will ship January 1st. So I'm getting that from the, uh, from the horse's mouth there, as uh, they used to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's the thing. My thing, my thing is this is, you know, I think for the major dealers or major manufacturers. Okay. I think you can kind of take it with, um, what they're going to say is going to be pretty accurate. It's going to be pretty close to what it is. And we're going to talk about the Evo two here in a minute. Okay. But for the most part, you can take it pretty accurately when you're pre-ordering something from a major manufacturer you know, you're going to get it in short order. Okay. DJI learned their lesson with the original Mavic Pro, Mavic Pro 1. All right. Was that a pre order? What's that? That was a Mavic 1 a pre order? Yeah. You could pre order that. And a lot of people did in October and they didn't get theirs until late December or early January. I mean, it was just, and that's, that's before they went ahead and they decided to go ahead and add more distribution centers in the United States. And that really helped alleviate that problem okay real, real quick was that was the um, evo one a pre-order i know it was late but it was it a pre-order or just it was late and you, and you couldn't buy it until it actually was out um you could you could pre-order it because i know um carolina drones and i know drone works you could pre-order it and give them a deposit so they ended up having the deposit for months and we're gonna we're gonna get into that here okay the second thing I'd like to talk about just briefly, and it's not really a whole lot to this, um, the Xeno 2 unboxing videos. Now the QC guy did one, L3 Toys did one, um, PSJ-01 did one, okay? Um, those are the ones that I was able to find out on YouTube, actual verifiable, honest to goodness unboxings, okay? Now, you know, with that being said, all right, you know, there's not a lot out there. There's not a lot of content out there as far as that's concerned. And, and also I think blue skyver did one as well too. All right. So those are the ones that we had to go by as, as far as unboxing videos are concerned. Now, I think the thing that everybody really is very interested in is the flight videos from the Xeno too. Now we did get to see Hubson did put out, there was uh, there was a night video and uh, we got to see one and it was, it was obviously it was it was not it was not FAA compliant. They were over I don't know what it was fourteen hundred meters and um, you know how many miles out and back. I mean, and they barely had enough battery power to land that thing, and it was at night. So I mean, all and kinds Bill, of things. Why, and Bill, why do all these when they, you see one of these Chinese videos? And I mean, from from a company from from a Chinese drone company, why do they always fl fly at four hundred meters? They always take it up the. I mean, is that the? I wonder if that's the limit over there because they all do the same thing. They take every mm -hmm. every drone up to 400 meters and fly the whole time at 400 meters. I think you're right, Ron. I think that's I think that's what the limit is. I mean, I, 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 I that that would make logical sense for them to do that. Um, but you know, you really couldn't tell a lot by those night videos. But then um, Blue Skyver got his and has put out some videos. Um, we've also seen L3 Toys, and I think L3 Toys is out of malaysia if i'm if i'm not mistaken and you know you can definitely see a difference because you know the climate in malaysia you know there's there's it's green it's lush there's a lot of color there and, and i think that really kind of gives you a good perspective on what the camera's going to be like all right now one thing that has been universal in all these videos 
I'd like you guys to talk about this here with me is the horizon tilt. Um, yes. Um, you see the horizon tilt. Well, let me, let me back up. Just, I want to say one thing I'll never get back to. I contacted blue, blue, blue Skyver and he said he got his smile, Bobby. And I also contacted L3 toys and he got his from not Gearbest. So the two people I know that have it did not get it from Gearbest. So, uh, you know, I'm going to try to contact everybody. As far as I know, outside of, you know, um, one person, nobody received them from Gearbest. So I don't know, you know, a, a real Gearbest. I don't know anybody who a real customer ordered theirs from Gearbest and got them. These people to have them got them from someplace else. But back to the, you know, the uh, in, that, in that video with the night sky in China, some people call that soft. Bill Thomas looked at it. He said, got soft focus issue again. And, uh, of course, we know the, um, the tilt issues that uh, Blue Skyra has been having. I mean, it, it's the worst tilting issues. I've ever seen in a, in a drone who has a three-axis gimbal, and we get it. He, he says it's a cold. He thinks the gimbal freezes out there, and he could be right. Um, and his video quality definitely doesn't look like it's a sharp 4K uh, video from from uh, one and a half inch sensor. But um, the guy L3 Toys now his video, I mean, he has a tilt issue, but not as bad. His tilt issue mostly comes when he's yawning too hard, but. Um, his video, I mean, I, it looks the detail looks good in it. The colors look natural in it. I mean, I want to buy his. I don't want to buy the other guys' um, you know, a Xeno 2. Marcus, have you checked these videos out? What do you think? Yeah, so listen, I'm going to just tell you. I don't think we can tell anything from what we've seen from L3 Toys yet or from uh, Blue Skyver. Blue Skyver does a great job, but I think he is, uh, like, like you said, Ron, he has a lot of yaw in his videos, so it's really hard to tell. And then, and then also, it has got to be bitter cold up there in Montreal. I can't remember what the uh, what the specs are on the Zeno two. Typically, it's about freezing. Is uh, uh, I the, I think the the Mavic two you can go uh, about down to about fourteen degrees, but which is a little bit more. But most drones they don't want you to fly them much below freezing. And, and there's no question that he's flying in those kind of conditions. And I can absolutely understand how that could affect both the camera and the gimbal. So I don't know that we can draw a lot of conclusions from his videos. Uh, it looks, you know, the best thing we can say is it looks like it flies pretty good and it's a, it's a good looking solid drone. Now the L3 ones, there again, we don't know what settings they're using. We don't know, uh, you know, what kind of calibrations they've done. So, uh, you know, I am just going to withhold judgment uh, until uh, until I get one in my hands, and uh, and then we'll we'll be able to uh, see about that kind of thing. Uh, or, or until until Build a Drone Review can put it through his paces. That's right. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Blue Skyver put out a video today. And in that video today, he did something a little bit different. Um, he held the, had the drone in the car with him to give it some warmth. And he only took like 10-minute flights, okay? Now, it's really hard with it being as, you know, drab and dreary, you know, and just, and just cloudy and cold. It's really hard to tell if there was any difference as far as that's concerned. But I think one of the things is that, and we have talked about this off off camera, is you know the use of a landing pad here. You know, and I know 
I know a lot of guys like to catch and, and hand launch and everything here, but you know, in, in the winter like this, um, it's, it's really, I think important, especially if you're going to be flying out in conditions like that to use a landing pad. Okay. Um, you know, when, you know, Ron and I were down at the beach at North Reddington beach, you know, we both had landing pads. Okay. Because, you know, while there's going to be sand and you're probably, you are going to probably get some sand, you're going to, you're going to minimize the impact when you do something like that. So I think the use of a landing pad, I think is, is something that you should really kind of look at. And, and Bill, Bill, just want to throw it real fast. You make a great point. And, and the landing pad, you definitely want to keep your camera and gimbal clear of dirt, sand, and, and all that. That's the number one thing that can mess a camera and gimbal up. Oh, you, yeah. You know, that's why I'm always a big proponent for like the Mavic Mini and the Mavic series of getting landing gear on them because you right because that gimbal has, you know, historically from DJI sits pretty low and you want to try to get that up. And, um, you know, one of the other things that I wanted to talk about with um, with these videos that we're seeing is this is and I wanted to ask both Ron and Marcus this question is, do you think uh, and, and let's you know, it's it's really it's it's very obvious there's a horizon tilt gimbal type of issue here with these videos. Do you think that that Hubson is going to correct this and have a firmware update for this by the time we get ours? Marcus, you take this one. Go ahead, Marcus. In, in both of these situations, uh, the uh, we we don't know if those were pre-production drones that they got or whatever. So. Like I said earlier, I just don't think you can draw any conclusions yet with regard to tilted horizon or soft focus or anything else uh, until we see them more widely available and uh, and see some more reviewers uh, get a hold of them. I'd love to see like Quadcopter 101 or Dustin Dunhill get a hold of one and we'll I think we can have a much better idea at that point. Now, yes, did we see tilted horizon in both of them? just addressed that a couple minutes ago, cold weather, and we don't know what kind of calibrations, et cetera. Are they pre-production units? We just don't know at this point. What is, what firmware version to that? Is it a pre-production version of the firmware in those birds? These are questions that, that we don't know. So as far as worrying about the the, uh, the tilted horizon, it's it, honestly, it's just nothing I'm going to worry about until, until I get the drone in my hand and, and see it for myself. Or if I see it from a real reviewer like Dustin Dunhill or, or uh, Quadcopter 101, uh, somebody like that, that we know is going to do a good uh, thorough review. Uh, I want to go back and touch on a point you were making earlier, Bill, and Ron as well, <clears throat> about uh, the, the, the gimbal on the drone. Obviously, yes, you want to keep it out of the dirt. The thing that we noticed in Blue Skyver's situation is that it was it was right down in the snow and he picked it up and there's snow and wet falling off of it i i don't know that was a that was a little bit a little bit much hey marcus was that before or after the gimbal tilt issues well i think the gimbal tilt issues were there in every flight so i i can't say but there's no question you know that that the, the cold and that kind of stuff has something to do with it now with regard to that Hand launching and hand catching is an easy thing to do uh, with particularly with the Xeno, the original Xeno. And looking at this one, 
it looks like it is similar. They, there's such a big body where the battery is at the back of that drone. It's, uh, it's just really easy to grab a hold of that thing. And in that situation uh, that, uh, uh, that Blue Skyver found himself in, I think I would have been throwing that thing in the air and then grabbing it out of the air. But, uh, you know, uh, all of these are valid points, landing pads work, uh, et cetera. So, uh, yeah, Ron. Um, yeah, you know, I, 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 you know, totally agree with Mark's M bill and, and, you know, uh, like Mark said, hand catching is easy if it's something you're into, but also throwing down lane pads easy also. So blue Skyver had two easy options and he chose neither one of them. He chose to get his uh, gimbal in the snow and, um, and I'm not getting on blue Skyver. Maybe he forgot his lane pad at home. Maybe he didn't have the spikes, you know, uh, you know, so I'm not throwing him under the bus at all in this, but, um, to answer Bill's question, are we worried about the Horizon issue on the Xeno 2? Well, I can only go in history on the Xeno 1. Um, when we got the Xeno 1, I remember having a bit of Horizon issues, um, and, and I want Marcus to in this a second. But if it was an issue, it was fixed correctly, and the Xeno had very little Horizon tilt issue through the, the my one year plus of ownership of it. I, I think maybe the very beginning it had a tab, but I don't think it, Marcus, am I correct with what I'm saying here? Yeah, you're absolutely correct, Ron. The the Xeno always had a pretty solid horizon. Like you said, a little bit at first. Now I'm also gonna add this, the most recent uh, gimbal firmware update introduced some really bad horizon tilt into my Xeno. I simply rolled it back to the previous version. And by the way, uh, it was Hubson actually told me to do that. They, they told me, they said, Hey, you're seeing this issue, roll it back to the previous version. I did. And it corrected the problem. Well, maybe the person that, that created this latest firmware for the Xeno one was the guy who was the head programmer on the Xeno two horizon team. That guy, maybe he needs to be switched to a different programming team. Uh, uh, again, I'm just joking here whatever, but, um, yeah, I, again, based on history, I don't think Xeno as a company has a lot of horizon tilt issues based on the lifespan of Xeno one. So hopefully this is, if it is a software problem, a universal software problem, not use error. I, I based on history, I think it'll be addressed and fixed correctly. I mean, Hobson was real aggressive on the Xeno one, the first go around at fixing the major issues, the, the blurry camera, uh, um, the, um, what do you call that? The uh, Hobson dropper. They're very aggressive in, in, in trying to fix that stuff early on. So um, I, I don't, uh, the horizon tells you, I will not worry about it uh, long-term to answer Bill's question. Does that, does that uh, answer your question, Bill? Yes, I it concur. sure does. It sure, it sure does. And you guys make, you guys make a lot of sense here, you know, especially, you know, bringing up the point that some of these may be pre-production units that got into the hands of people. Um, so like you said, um, and I, I think it was, yeah, Marcus said, you know, getting in the hands of some of the professional drone reviewers out there and get, having them take these up to fly them and taking a look and seeing, putting it through its paces. I think we'll probably be able to tell a whole lot more when things like that happen. So let's, you know, we'll kind of stay tuned and we'll kind of see what's going on. Um, you know, the Chinese new year has been extended by three days. So as far as the shipping delay is concerned, you know, let's, let's, let's take that into account. So, you know, we're probably looking, you know, we may hear something next week. I don't know. That's just, that's just probably a guess, 
Um, so, you know, we'll, 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 we'll end, we'll end the Zeno two conversation here, but we'll definitely be for tonight, but we'll definitely continue. Okay. We're going to switch. We're going to move on here. Okay. Now, um, you know, I'll, you know, it was Autel announced yesterday, and I'm going to go ahead and read part of the statement here in a second, um, that the Evo two has been delayed. Now, you know, if you remember at all, what happened with the Evo one, I'm going to call it the Evo one for lack of a better term, you know, it was announced at CES and in February that year, we had information from the FCC grant ID database with pictures and, you know, the owner's manual and the whole nine yards. We didn't get it in consumers hands till the end of June, beginning of July that year. Okay. And, you know, there was a lot of angst among the Autel Evo community with this. Okay. So here we are with the Evo two. And, you know, one of the things I know a lot of people had said with this was, you know, they need to come out of the gate running. They tell. They need to hit a home run with this, which it apparently it looks like they have with, with the drones that they've come out with. But, you know, that's part one. Part two is, is getting them into the hands of consumers. All right. And, and we're going to go in, into some of this here in a second. Now, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to put up the statement on the screen I do want to read through this tonight, and I do want to highlight a couple of things because I think this is real important that we go over this here, okay? And it's, hello, everyone. First, we want to thank all of our fans and followers. It doesn't matter if you just follow one of our social channels or if you fly our products every day. Your support and enthusiasm has always kept us going here at the Seattle office. With the announcement of Evo 2 at CES, the response has been absolutely crazy. This community is exploding, and we thank you for your patience with us as we are still trying to catch up on our responses. We also want to be as transparent as possible and give you all periodic updates on the status and availability of Evo 2. That way, you have the most up-to-date information straight from us and not just rumors. Our goal at CES was to get the initial units of Evo 2 8K into the hands of dealers by the end of January. Unfortunately, during production, we found a bug in our software that could limit flight performance under normal operation. Instead of shipping the hardware with a known issue and forcing users to perform day one updates, we have decided to delay the rest of production and shipments until we have resolved the issue. Our projected timeline is to have Evo 2 available for purchase in March. This is not a set date or time frame, and things can always change. But with the information we have today, that is our goal. The team in Seattle is very small, and we are adding channel support as we can. We are looking to start up our website newsletter again in the next few weeks. So for any further updates, please check our website, the, social, the official social channels, and emails coming directly from us. We thank you for your patience. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to get a hold of us at support at autelrobotics.com. Thank you all again, and fly safe. Okay. Now, there's some things that I really want to focus in in here is 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 their statement and what they say here. You know, it's in that uh, our goal at CES paragraph. It said they found a bug in our software, and instead of shipping the hardware with a known issue and forcing users to perform day one updates, we've decided to delay the rest of production and shipments until we've resolved the issue. Ron and Marcus, what are your thoughts regarding that? I believe them. Ron? Um, yes, uh, I have no, um, no reason to uh, 
disbelieve that it's a you know a, a software bug and uh, they're doing the right thing uh, i think by you know holding it back until they get this bug fixed i mean we we've seen uh people like ken dono fly it and i don't remember him complaining about any major flying issues but um again I, i'll take their word for it that it's a, it's a software bug that's big enough to uh hold hold uh, uh you know uh, release back until i hear it differently i mean uh Bill, do you think it could have anything to do with this, um, you know, the flu over in China as well as the software bug? Well, you know, um, Lauren had pointed out, you know, they had um, received information from DJI that, um, you know, there's going to be delays because because of the because of the um, uh, coronavirus. So, um, you know, that's a distinct possibility um, that that does enter into play here. But I think the thing about this is, okay, you know. Software updates are relatively easy to take care of. I mean, I mean, let's, you know, as, as far as that's concerned, if it's a hardware issue, it's going to take time, okay? It's going to take retooling. It's going to take parts. It's going to take suppliers. You know, there, there's, a whole, there's a whole chain here, all right? This had to have been a serious enough issue, software-wise, software speaking, for them to have delayed this because you know, the route would have been in the general consensus and the thought would have been, you know, the sooner that Autel can get this out, the better. And, you know, if, if it was that serious to hold this back, it must really be a serious issue because, you know, I would not mind. And I think you guys would agree with me if day one, I, let's say I get an Evo 2 AK and day one, there's a firmware update. You need to run it immediately to take care of XYZ issue. You're not going to hesitate. You're going to do it. And how many times have we gotten, for example, the Mavic Mini when we got it right away? There was a firmware update. Okay, um, you know, I, I know with the Mavic 2 Pro when I got that same thing, I had to do a firmware update right away for that. So you know, that's not uncommon. That's not an uncommon thing. Hey, Bill. Um, yes. So, so I can tell you uh, at CES, I got to handle the the Evo 2. <clears throat> pardon me in all three of its forms with the three different cameras on it. It was very clear to me that it's a very finished product. Uh, it, these were not prototype looking products, uh, very solid drone. Uh, you know, it looked like it was ready for prime time. They, they were flying it in a cage there at CES. Uh, it was, you know, obviously how much you're going to tell from somebody flying it in a cage, but when, when they put uh, uh, up that uh, infrared uh, camera on there, they had monitors around. It was amazing. You've never seen resolution like that in infrared, like with that drone. And the other thing that I'll say about it, it was very quiet. Now, like Ron said, we've seen Kenneth Dono fly it. We've seen some others fly it. So whatever it is, uh, it, it, if it is indeed a software issue, there can be a software issue that can't be fixed with a, a push, a firmware push. It could be software within a chip on one of the boards, uh, that sort of thing. So I, I just don't think we have any reason not to take them at face value. And I got to tell you, if I would applaud them for, for making sure that they're going to get that thing out there correct and ready to go when they get it in the consumer's hands. Because as you said, Bill, they can't afford uh, to have a hiccup because their competition is DJI, and DJI is 
is uh, they're they're top notch. So Autel needs to be that or more. Hey, um, hey, Bill, Bill Cliff makes an interesting comment or a good comment in the chat. He says, "What is wrong with us doing a day one update? Is that so horrible?" Uh, yeah, he, he's right. Many of us get a drone where well, the, where the first thing you have to do is do a firmware update. So um, yeah, what what would have hurt here? So maybe there is more to this than just a, a small firmware update. Um, no, Lawrence said the issue Autel is having is inconsistent communication restricting range. Okay. Thank you for that comment, Lauren. Um, you know what? That, that's that's very interesting. Um, you know, we all know. You know, one of the reasons that the Autel Evo and Evo Two is popular is there's no geofencing with it, unlike DJI drones. So that does appeal to a lot of people, um, as far as that's concerned. Um, you know, so you know, it, it's really an unknown at this point. But um, you know, that's a good point that that Lauren brings up here. But I gotta, I gotta agree with Marcus, and I did talk about this last night in my video. Um, they were transparent. Autel was transparent with this right away. They didn't hesitate. They came out. They communicated this clearly to us. Okay, last year we were left from February through June with crickets. They didn't say a word. No matter how much that you went after them in terms of their, you know, emailing them, um, pinging them on Twitter everything it was silence you really didn't hear anything back we don't have any updates at this time was the answer that they got back to you for months at a time and then finally it was the end of june beginning of july here they are they're coming out right away and they're saying we got to stop the process here guys they're being transparent so number one i give them some kudos for that number two i also give them some kudos for trying to say what's going on here all right because you know a lot of times you know, your competition is reading what, you know, what you're putting out. So you want to be real careful here with what you're saying, but you know, they've come at, they came out with a statement saying that, you know, this is a software issue, but I think what they should should have done is they probably should have used wording. Like this is a serious enough of a software issue. It, um, it's preventing us from releasing the Evo two at this point in time. And we're going to be looking at a future date, possibly March, instead of saying, you know, um, you know, you know, we don't want you to have to up do an upload on day one kind of a thing. I think I think they probably had some they probably could have used some better language as, as far as that's concerned. Um, one of the things that that I was thinking about and I had some comments on this is this is do either of you and I wanted to ask you guys this and here get your opinions. Do you think DJI is going to advance their timetable and try to get something out before the Evo 2 comes out? Ron and Marcus, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Well, Bill, um, you know, my, my thoughts is I'll, I'll go a little back and forth with you. Do you think the, um, you know, do you think DJI was aware that, uh, I mean, maybe they didn't know the specs, but they, well, they knew, they knew an all tell Evo 2 was coming out at CES. So if they were going to move anything up, you'd think that those plans would have already been in place. Um, I don't know why that just because the Evo 2 is having problems, why that would change their timeline if they didn't, if they hadn't already accelerated it when they first heard, well, it wasn't even rumors. Altel announced they were coming out with the Evo 2. And they, I think they even announced that it was going to be like 8K and stuff, right? A lot of that was known 
from 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 directly from all tell themselves that that this stuff was coming. See, yes, am I right on that, Bill? Um, well, it was revealed when we got the FCC grant ID information. Okay, we knew in December still, right? Yeah, that was back in December. We knew all that information at that point. So you know, it was just it was just actually physically seeing the drone at CES, like Marcus was able to get to do, and you know that was good. You know what else was real good? And Marcus brought up a great point here: is is how solid and how polished and professional that looked. Because I know Ken had said when he went and was looking at the original Evo, how they had different like prototype models. He said, you could tell that those were prototype models out there, okay? That they weren't polished, they weren't professional. You know, that's a great point, Marcus. You know, they brought out their best here at CES. So, uh, you know, again, some more kudos to them for doing that. So Marcus, what's your take on this? Well, let me uh, finalize it now. Go ahead, Marcus. So based on what you said there, no, I, I don't think this will change DJI's plans at all. They're they're the big guns in town. They're they're the Apple in this in the drone world, whatever. It, it marches to their beat, not not to somebody else's. So I say this doesn't change DJI's timeline at all for drones coming out this year. Marcus, what do you think? Yeah, what what Ron said and what Lauren said in the chat. Yeah, no, it's not going to change their timeline. Uh, DJI has has had their plans in place, I'm sure, for quite some time. Uh, yeah, what Autel does probably, uh, you know, doesn't is not going to play into that uh, probably whatsoever. Yeah, that's you know, and that's that was I, I concur with you guys. You know, I don't think you know, DJI does not want to rush something in just for the sake of getting something out, okay? If they were a, you know, smaller company or, you know, trying to get themselves noticed, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll pick on, um, um, who's, who makes the V-Copter Falcon? Um, oh, Zero Drones? Zero, zero, zero Robotics. Zero, zero, yeah. Let's say, let's say a Zero, Zero Robotics. You know, I, I could zero, see somebody, zero robotics. somebody like them, you know, jumping the gun here and saying, you know, let's get this out. Let's be front and center let's get some, you know, let's get some attention here. Okay. But for DJI, you know, when they come out with something and I think Ron brought up a good point, you know, they're the, they're, they're the ones, you know, they're the EF Hutton. When EF Hutton talks, people listen, you know, they're the, they're the, they're the big gun in town. Okay. When they make a statement. Okay. And when they come out with a product, okay, it's head and shoulders above everybody else. And it's the, they set the bar here. Okay. So, you know, the Evo two is going to be what it is. Okay. And the Mavic three is going to be what it is when it comes out, you know, towards, towards the summer. Okay. And I don't see, you know, them jumping this for any reason whatsoever. There's no need to do this. Now, if they were a week or two away, you know, that's a different story, but I don't think they're there yet. I think they saw what Autel was coming out with and they, and they saw what Skydio came out with and they want to get something that's going to combine these features and be better and they're working on it and they're going to be diligent about it and you can bet that they're going to do their homework and it's going to be done it's going to be done right and it's going to be done well as far as that's concerned good comment um yeah and so uh, as far as uh yeah uh, dji i wouldn't even want to see me react to this i i don't we don't need a, a mavic air 2.5 you know uh, uh in between the two and the three you know what i mean like just just hang in there gives the three with you know with you know all the stuff we you know want going forward don't don't mess around and throw some kind of quickie pro you know mavic 2.5 out there just to try to steal a few sales from um 
all time. I, I would want to see them do that. Even they wouldn't do that, but even if I was one of the seed, I would. I mean, I would want to see them do it. Okay, question for you guys. Okay, now you know, um, you know, Lauren did indicate that you know the coronavirus is is affecting DJI. So obviously, you know, it's going to have an effect here with Autel as well because obviously Autel manufacturing is over in in China as well. Do you think, do either of you think that that also played into this decision to delay the introduction of the Evo 2? Bill, I, I, I think they would have said it if it did. I, okay. they, they, they appear to be pretty transparent. Uh, you know, they would have said, okay, we found this issue. In addition to that, there's production issues related to the coronavirus. I think they would have been up front and just said something, I, I think. Ron? Yeah, I, I agree with Marcus too. I think if uh, you know um, if it was a issue from too many workers being sick, I don't know why they would hold back and not say that. Unless the government didn't want them to uh, talk about how many sick workers they had, but um, I mean, anything's possible. But uh, I, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, and Lauren Lauren agrees with us as well too, and, and I do too. I don't think I, I don't think this is this is play this is going to play into this and. And I think, you know, I know, like I said, you know, I led the broadcast off with that statement and everything. And, you know, th that's a whole nother ball game as far as talking about the coronavirus and how it's affecting things and everything. And, you know, it, it's just like, you know, you want to, uh, you know, our, our, thought, our thoughts and prayers should be with the people of China and those affected by this, that this can get, that they can find a cure or, or, or some type of uh, a way to stem this epidemic and get it get it taken care of because you know it's you know it's 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 become an issue you know and that's completely separate from drones and everything else that we're taught we talk about here tonight so hey, hey um, bill, bill before you move i know this this isn't on your subject list but i only spent a minute on it but um chris hope uh, brought some information up to me last night and uh, dennis lovely discovered this that he was trying to get the the cash files off his uh mavic mini uh you know the what 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 gets recorded on the controller and the phone actually, and he discovered that it had no audio in it. Were you aware that the the uh, the, the DJI Fly app doesn't doesn't cache the audio like the like the DJI Go Four app does? No, I did not know that. I thought it did. I mean, well, I, I we, thought... we're not sure. I mean, they Chris he asked me if I could test it. I didn't get a chance to fool around with today, but I guess so far him and Dennis have tested it, and there's no audio in the cash so if you if you have time maybe this weekend to look in that bill maybe we could discuss that in more detail on a future show yeah that does sound, that does sound very interesting and i think also too in the meantime i'll ping dji support with that and you know what's real interesting and we'll, we'll talk about this you know we're done you know we're, we're you know if there's more evo 2 news i'll be sure to you know bring that up and we'll, we'll talk definitely bring that up and discuss that next week um you know I think it, what's really going to be good here is to ping DJI support and, 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 uh, you know, ask them about this and, you know, it looks like Chris already has. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. DJI said no go as well. So, yeah, okay. Yeah. Then, you know, that's, that's definitely, you know, that's definitely no go. And that's an issue. Okay. Because, you know, I know for me when I'm going out there and I'm flying, I have a screen recorder on my note 10 that I'm using. Okay. And that screen recorder also picks up audio for me. So, you know, I'm good as far as that's concerned. That's how, that's how, you know, I'm doing my screen recordings. That's how I'm getting it. And the audio is crystal clear. It's, it's, it's very, very good as, as far as that's concerned. 
So, you know, hopefully this is something that DJI can take care of and address in a future firmware update. One of the other things that I wanted to talk about too is the, you know, I did a video on the Phantom 4 Pro V2.0 and the firmware update that came out for that and what it was missing, okay? And what it was missing was the Phantom 4 Pro V2.0, okay? Um, you know, the smart controller, excuse me, I'm sorry. The smart controller firmware update was missing. You know, everybody thought that the Phantom 4 Pro V2.0 was gonna be included in it, and it wasn't. Now I reached out to DJI support, and they told me there's no plans to add the Phantom 4 Pro V2.0 as of this point in time. You know, and I asked them directly because I gave them the beta firmware uh, version, and I told them that I was a beta firmware tester for this, and was there any plans to include this in a future update? They said, as of right now, no. And, you know, guys, for me, okay, I, I think they're missing, they're really missing a golden opportunity here, okay, because they're missing opportunities to sell the Phantom 4 Pro V2.0, the smart controller, and also like Ron said, because Ron went out there and he found you can get the Phantom 4 Pro V2.0 without the controller, okay, and buy the smart controller. So it's incredible. And one of the things I can say is after having used it multiple times and filmed some videos with it, it's incredible. Flying the Phantom 4 with that, it is so much better than the big controller. I mean, it's it's night and day. It really hey, is. Bill, yes. Let me throw this at you. So you, you, it's been difficult to get a hold of a smart controller just to buy it <clears throat> by itself. Could it be that DJI recognizes that maybe they couldn't meet demand if they released it for the V2.0? That's very possible, Marcus, because I know earlier in the year when I got mine, it was in extremely short supply. It was very hard to find. And then, you know, dealers that would have it were charging, were charging premiums, unfortunately. I mean, it really, it was that kind of a case. I mean- and I think they, I think they held you just back to some with the bundles. And that's very, and I was just gonna say that and Ron brought that up right there. You know, they, they bundled them, like when Ron got his Mavic 2 Pro, it came with it. He didn't get the normal controller, he got a smart controller with it. Um, you thank, know, th and thank you, Bill, for advising me on that. That was the best thing I did all year. Oh, and thank I, you, Ron, for letting me fly your drone with that uh, smart controller. Marcus got awesome. one flight in with the smart controller, Bill. See, you know what? I, I tell you what, Marcus, when you fly that smart with that smart controller, it's like you don't ever want to fly with a regular controller again. Well, I'll tell you the thing that struck me. So I was a little worried about the size of it, right? Mm -hmm. You know, when you're just looking at pictures, it's it's kind of hard to say. But when we were at spin up, Ron just handed it to me and wow, it, it just felt very natural. Number one, the other thing about it that struck me is that flipping screen is so bright and so easy to see. How often do we complain about uh, uh, being able to uh, uh, see the screen on whatever device we're using? No problem with the smart controller. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, um, Lauren just said Phantom 4 will only remain in production if sales numbers remain high enough. Um, you know, th that's a good point. Um, you know, now DJI did say they're committed to doing the Phantom 4 Pro RTK, and then there's the, there's the other Phantom 4, um, and I'm trying to remember that one. It was for agricultural use as well. So, you know, the, the mapping drone, and then there was the one for agricultural use. But, um, you know, it's going to go by the wayside, unfortunately. Hey, hey, hey Bill. Bill. Can, I ask you, 
Can I ask you a quick question? How, how do you have you heard or any rumors? I know they don't really sell space. Have you heard any rumors? Is the is the Phantom Four Pro V two point Is it starting to sell since it's been released? Is it or is it in you know is it really selling or they're just trickling a few out? And uh, sorry, to cut you off, Marcus. No, no, no. You know, um, the only way to tell uh, about information like that, Ron, is to go out on um, app sites that are specific to to drones. Um, you know, and I know that, um, well, Sally French, the drone girl, that's how she was able to get some sales figures for DJI. So it's really kind of difficult because DJI doesn't really divulge that type of information. Um, I think you would probably have to talk to like dealers. Maybe Lauren can chime in. Um, Ron said, yes. Um, he said they're selling well, Ron. Lauren, uh, Bill, another quick question. Are they, are they in stock at Best Buys now? That I don't know. So we, I need to, we need to make field trips the best buy. This yes, weekend. we need it's, to make field trip. Well, you know, that's a that's always it's always a good re, it's always a good reason to go to Best Buy. There's always a good reason. You well, it's, re, it's and it's especially when it's research for the show. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's like okay, I'll take Valerie here. You know, I'll take Valerie with me. She says, "What are we doing?" I say, "We're doing research for Rotor Talk Live." That's okay, why. There I'm, you go. Okay. And hey, then, so go ahead. Well, well, Bill. So on the subject of the of the Phantom Four. Uh, recently, uh, Ken Heron did a video talking about why the Phantom 4 is his go-to drone, and uh, he made a comment about the quiet props that come on the, uh, the Phantom 4 Pro and the V2.0. He says the original Phantom 4 props are the best, and you get more precise, better handling with them. He says the quiet ones, yeah, they're quieter by a little bit. But he says they, it doesn't fly nearly as good. I'm wondering if you or maybe Lauren has had some experience with that. No, see, I, I got the I got the quiet the quiet props came with mine. So yeah, um, I'd like Not to the be instead. But he put the he put the older props on because he didn't think it flew as well with the quiet right. props. I mean, he, to the point where he called them junk, right, Marcus? He 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 did, and I, and I'll bet you Lauren probably has had experience with both. Uh, and I was just curious, Bill. Didn't mean to put you on the spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I, I, I think that's a good thing. And, and if I could try to find some, now see, the, the trick is to try to find some of those regular props. I'm sure I could probably find them. But it's, it would take some digging because every time you go up and try to find those props, right now, you get all you all the come up are the quiet props. So, right. Um, so that would be real interesting. Um, uh, Chris, Chris Hope, Chris Hope chimed in and said that Best Buy doesn't have the the. Phantom Pro 2 V2.0 in stock right now. Okay, that's that's very good. Thank you, Chris, for that information. Hey, so well, Lauren know. is saying he missed the question. Lauren, what we were asking about was the difference between the original Phantom 4 props and the quiet props. Uh, Ken Heron is a proponent of the original props. He's saying that the Phantom 4 handles way better with them, and uh, I'm willing to bet you've probably flown with both. Yeah, that'd be real interesting to find out what what Lauren Lauren's take on it. See, I've only flown with a quiet props on mine, so I don't know any different. And and that's a good. I mean, what you know, it's twenty bucks or whatever. You know, I'll definitely you know if I can find some tomorrow, I'm going to go out and get them and take a look and see and see what that see what that's. Well, I bet be you can go to like your Best Buy. They may not have any fans in stock, but I bet you they got an old pack of props laying around someplace. Oh, I bet they probably do, Ron. I bet you're right as far as La that's Lauren concerned. is saying that that's true. That is true. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm. You know what? I'm gonna go. I'm definitely gonna get some. I. I, I think. Well, that Bill. 
That'd make a great video, my friend. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Doing, there's a light bulb that just goes off right there with that, as far as that's concerned. So yeah, and the video's um, only gonna cost you twenty dollars to buy a pack of old props, lay it around some store like Best Buy or maybe Walmart. Did Walmart ever carry the Phantom series of drones? Oh yeah. Well, here's here's this. When I got when I got my Phantom Four Pro, I was out on the forums. I was looking everywhere because it was really hard to find them. And what um, Walmart was doing was discounting them. And this was when they were sale for like $1,500. They had, they had them, there was, a, there was a Walmart in West Virginia that was selling them for brand new in the box for $999. But the thing was, they weren't doing any online orders or over the phone orders. You had to come in and pick it up. I told Valerie, we're getting on a plane right now to Pittsburgh and then driving to West Virginia. I was going to ask you, Bill, do you have any relatives still in Pittsburgh? They could have gone down to West Virginia and picked that up for you? <laughs> no, unfortunately, I don't, Ron. None, none, that would, none that would do that for me. So as far, <laughs> as far as that's concerned. Well, we covered a lot of ground tonight. I mean, we really did, did a pretty good deep dive into what's going on with the Xeno 2. And, you know, we may find out more information next week. So stay tuned on that. As far as that's concerned, we'll definitely talk that talk that over. Um, you know, the Autel Evo too. We 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 covered a lot of ground with that as well tonight too. We really kind of did a deep dive into this, and um, you know, and, and I concur with what both Ron and, and Marcus had to say on this. And 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 I think the bottom line for me is this. You know, and I've read a lot of the comments out there. You know, I, I give a lot of kudos to Autel for being transparent and upfront about this and letting us know what's going on. And, you know, my hope for them, I want to, I desperately want to see them succeed for them to succeed. We'll all, we'll push DJI to put out better products and it's a win for everybody as far as that's concerned. And, you know, the Evo two is going to be a great drone. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I would love to get one to be able to test, you know, if I, I had it in the budget, I'd love to be able to get one. So we'll stay tuned on that. Gentlemen, your closing thoughts for tonight. Well, my closing thoughts is, Bill, we need we need your Super Bowl prediction for this ah. weekend. We got two teams playing. It's the San Francisco 49ers and the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. And I looked at I posted a map at Zoo Nation of what parts of the country are rooting for what team, but I forget who Florida is rooting for. Florida is rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs, and so am I. Okay. Really? You're a Chiefs fan? Yes. Oh, you know why? Okay. And, and, and I'll tell you why here. And this is kind of a strange connection, okay? Now, the original owner of the Kansas City Chiefs was Lamar Hunt. He has long right. since passed away, okay? His son now owns a franchise. But when Lamar Hunt was still alive, okay, he started – he brought Major League Soccer to Columbus, Ohio, the Columbus Crew, okay? And he was the owner of the Columbus Crew. They built a stadium there for them, um, really rejuvenated – um, you know, uh, getting a professional sports team to Columbus. And, and I think it was because of that that the NHL took notice and eventually, you know, the, um, you know, the came and ended up coming with the Blue Jackets. So, um, you know, he did a lot of great work. He was a great man, um, you know, and he was well-respected in the Columbus, Ohio community for what he did for that. And, and that's why I'm going with that, um, going with them. Um, also, too, if the 49ers win, they will also tie the Steelers' six Super Bowl wins. So I, I don't, I desperately don't want to oh, see that happen. Okay. 
So uh, now, 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 Bill, since the Super Bowl is in the great state of Florida, will you be uh, driving down to the game on Sunday and flying your drone above the stadium? Well, you know what? Uh, you know, dr driving down there is one thing. Flying a drone, uh, you would probably be seeing bars in front of me and uh, Valerie Post and bail for me as far as that's concerned because the FAA, it was interesting. They actually issued a NOTAM today for the entire area around that stadium for – um, I believe, I don't know how many miles around the stadium, but um, it, it's, it's all encompassing around there. So uh, they're very, very much on top of things there. So um, going to be interesting. It's, it's a warm weather climate. So, um, you know, the weather, the weather here has been in the 70s. So I think it's been a little warmer down towards the Miami, Fort Lauderdale area. So um, that's going to be good as far as that's concerned. Um, well, I'm picking the 49ers just because I think they're a better team, not because I like them. Okay. Okay. Well, I know Mar Marcus has absolutely no vested interest in this, but um, what, who did you pick, Marcus? Well, <laughs> so I probably have a family. But, well, number one, I was born in Redwood City, home of the Skydio, too, uh, okay. which is in the Bay Area. And then, and, and then my father is a Stanford uh, University graduate. So, of course, he's been a 49ers fan uh, his whole uh, life. So I am not going to go against my father. So it's the 49ers uh, all the way, as far as I'm concerned. Although I was a little bit heartbroken. Uh, Ron informed me yesterday that Joe Montana is no longer the quarterback, but, but I'll still root for him. Uh, but hey, hey, Bill, is Lenny Dawson still the Chiefs quarterback? No, he's not. And Hank Stram is not their coach anymore. Andy, no? Reed, Andy Reed's their coach. Okay. Well, well, you know what? I, I was, it was real interesting when, when, you know, you, you were bringing up Joe Montana, I, I was thinking of all these names here and listen to these names that I'm going to rattle off. Johnny Unitas, Dan Marino, Jim Kelly, um, Joe Montana, um, Tony you know Dorsett. um, Tony Dorsett, um, those five gentlemen all hail from Western Pennsylvania. Okay. And, and they all belong to a certain membership in what club? The NFL um, Hall of Fame Club. The Hall of Fame Club. They're all NFL Hall of Famers, and very, very deservedly so. So, um, you know, that's it's it's very interesting. What what also really kind of kind of gets me is this: is that you know, um, you know, with this with the Super Bowl coming up and everything, it's very reminiscent to me the Super Bowl back in 2011. Um, I had just met Valerie. I came down to Florida. And we're getting ready to celebrate our ninth wedding anniversary is coming up very shortly next month. And I was watching and the Steelers lost the Super Bowl. And my kids were both looking at me like, dad's not going nuclear. What is wrong with you? I said, I told you, I said, I'm getting married in like in, in less than a week. And I couldn't be happier about it. And, and they said, you really must be in love with Valerie. I said, wait till you guys meet her. And, and they did ended up they did end up meeting her shortly after that. So, but, but yeah, the Steelers lost the Super Bowl. Who'd they lose to? They lost to the Packers. Oh, okay. That's Aaron Rodgers' one Super Bowl win. That's right. Aaron Rodgers' one Super Bowl win that we kind of like handed to him on a gift. Okay. Our, yeah, I, I won't even, won't even go there. Go Browns, Stephen Ewing. <laughs> They're not in the Super Bowl. <laughs> okay. Marcus, any closing thoughts tonight? Yeah, so I just got this in the mail today. It's the media mod for the uh, Hero 8. So I'm going to uh, get that thing out tomorrow. 
what I'm primarily interested in is comparing the microphone uh, with the Hero 8 without it, as well as the Hero 7. I also want to compare it to one of the best audio recording devices I've ever seen, and that's my iPhone, as well as my Canon M50 with the, uh, with the shotgun mic on it, just to, just to see, hey, is it going to live up to the, uh, the hype of what uh, GoPro says it will? And uh, yeah, it should be fun. That'll be something to do on a rainy day. So, so, uh, so does that, I mean, refresh my memory here. Um, does the Hero 8, does that media module, does that mean you can be able to live stream to like YouTube from? Well, you from, can do that anyway. No oh, you can do that anyway. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But it no, it doesn't. But what it does is it, uh, is it adds uh, another, uh, a shotgun microphone uh, oh. onto the cage. And then it has a couple of, cold shoes on it plus it has a 3.5 mm out uh and an hdmi out on there as well so you could add with a cold shoe you could add another shotgun mic if you wanted to uh etc but i'm interested to see how the one is that they included on it and to see uh how it does in the wind i may not be able to test that tomorrow but uh, anyway it should be interested i i i a fan of the of the Hero 8, and this should improve it. The other thing that it allows me to add, if I decide to, is that front-facing display mod that they have as well. Oh, I haven't decided okay. if I'll get that yet, but this would allow me to add that to it. Very good, very good. Yeah. Ron, did you have any closing thoughts besides asking me who I was rooting for in the Super Bowl? I'm going to jump in real fast on Marcus's thing here, uh, talk about action cameras and video. Um, I saw where Air Photography, who's usually in here, not well, is in here to chat a lot. He did a video recently where he showed that the new um, Insta 360R, you could control it with an app on your Apple Watch. Oh, that's number one. And number two is um, everybody knows the company Filmic Pro. They make kind of the best uh, uh, app for taking professional quality video on your phone at, at the Apple uh, iPhone 11 Pro event. They showed a, a future app ability to use multiple cameras at once with the new iPhones that had that actually had four cameras on them. Well, just like I think today, because I just seen you know, all the biggies released there previously, it just dropped. It's an app called Double Take, and it will allow you to use simultaneously use two cameras on your um, your iPhone uh, 11 Pros. So um, take a look at it. It's real interesting. I, I kind of previewed an app at SpinUp called uh, Mixcam. It kind of did the same thing. This is on a much more professional level. So you may want to check that out. I'm going to throw it back to Bill. I want Bill to remind everybody to jump over the Ken show after, after you leave here. Yeah, Ken, I wanted to – yeah, that's a great point. Hi, Michael. Uh, good seeing you. Um, my good friend, Ken Donna, original Dobo, is doing a live stream uh, about the Autel Evo 2. I think you guys – Definitely want to check it out. He had uh, parental advisory explicit on there. So um, he's going to be sharing comments that he's gotten on his latest video. So, you know, anytime Ken gets online, you definitely want to catch it. Um, you may want to definitely watch it because right now, because one of the things I can tell you is a lot of times, you know, he'll end up deleting his live streams afterwards. So definitely you want to definitely check that out tonight. So um, many thanks to my incredible co-hosts. Uh, Ron and Marcus, uh, thank you so much tonight. Thank you all for a great chat tonight. Really enjoyed you enjoy enjoyed the conversation in here. Um, you know, we'll stay on top of things. We'll keep on top of things with Newswise. 
Um, you know, Ron and Marcus and I do, uh, do a great job at that. So, and we will get you the news when we find it out. So with bidding everyone further ado, I hope you enjoy the Super Bowl this weekend. Safe travels. And again, remember, it's a great day to fly. Take care, everybody.